Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are, uh, End Times Friday, and this is the end of December. (laughs) Uh, The last, the last... uh, uh, end times discussion of the year uh, as we 2023 what what a heck of a year huh of uh, uh, what's been happening and uh, what is happening and uh, we uh, we get the you know just to understand uh, the understanding of the biblical truth we know what is going to happen um, and as we start to experience things along the path, you know, Jesus keeps saying, watch the signs and understand it. Um, and all we can do is is interpret those signs, uh, always remembering that a couple of things. One, it's going to happen exactly what the, what the scriptures say. So we know that's for sure. We know that's for sure. Um, we also know, uh, and this is, this is a, as we've been processing, you know, what, what this means is that Jesus, you know, told John and told, you know, the, the New Testament, uh, even, even his disciples when he was with them, is, um, you know, pay attention and understand that this could occur in your lifetime. Um, and there's a, I think that's one of the, the beauties of the Word of God is that it's, it's done in such a way, and of course God knows what he's doing, <laughs> um, that I can take that truth and I could look at things around me and say, yeah, I could see how that could be true. Um, and as you and I, you know, try to understand that because, because it hasn't happened in 2000 years, the average person that you and I deal with basically say, well, since it hasn't happened in 2000 years, it's unlikely to happen in my lifetime. So why even care about it? Um, and, and by the way, even if they say we should care about it, they, they get, uh, and this is interesting where people throw this in, people who write about it, um, they can write all these things about the end. And then at the end of their article or the end of their statement, oh, by the way, you're going to be raptured before this all happens anyway, so don't worry about it, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's always funny to me, if that's, your, if that's your belief, that you're going to be raptured before any of it happens, so then why bother telling us what's going to happen? Um, yeah, and that's kind of how people interpret it, is that, eh, why bother, you know. And what you and I have understood is that uh, Christ was very specific uh, pay attention, uh, receive this, and we're talking about the book of Revelation and, of course, 
Dan, Daniel and what he spoke in, in Matthew and Luke, etc., is um, uh, receive it and then teach it to your children and your grandchildren uh, because there will be a moment when it does when it does happen, and you gonna, you need to be faithful to do it. Similar to uh, you know when Jesus was, it was predicted that Jesus actually would come, the Messiah. Um, the Old Testament is full of predictions of that, um, and they knew that. You know, interesting enough, uh, they had no trouble. They still have no trouble. I'm talking about pure Jews believing that Messiah is coming. Um, now, what happened is that their view of it, and we can see this in the Gospels with the disciples, um, their view of Messiah, did they see Jesus as Messiah? Yes. Um, they, they received him as he's God's son, the Messiah. Now, their, their image of Messiah was was earthly ruler and and that that he's coming and even though we're under the uh, authority and the oppression of Rome this is the time that Israel is going to come back and rule rule uh, the world and cry and the Messiah himself is going to be here to do it um, so that was their perspective is that he's come to do this um, which which explains a lot you know for example, <laughs> Um, uh, even even in the upper room, and he's about ready to march to his death. By the way, you know, do you, do you know what the disciples were arguing about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who gets to who gets to be uh, uh, the leader of this new you know world government? Um, uh, that's what they were arguing about. Um, and then you can read this in Acts chapter one. Uh, Jesus is now, they, they've understood his death. They've experienced him resurrected. He is physically with everybody. Uh, by the way, he was with them for 40 days. So uh, he was helping them understand, okay, well, here's what's going to, you got to get ready for. Um, and they're having dialogue. And in Acts chapter one, uh, you know, Jesus is inviting them to get ready for, you know, the Holy Spirit and Pentecost. And their question to him is, is this the time we get to rule the world? <laughs> they, they, you know, they didn't fully understand it, you know, until after Pente Pentecost. Um, and, and so as you look, as you talk to, you know, uh, a pure Jew, do you believe that the Messiah is coming? Yes. And they still hold that definition of just earthly ruler. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's why they have rejected um, Christ as Messiah because he didn't come and rule the world. So they, they say, well, he couldn't have been the Messiah because that's, that's who they limit their definition to. So... Um, uh, it's kind of funny. Some things have happened, and this is this is really interesting. Uh, my grandson Joshua, he was a senior in high school, and um, he was on a mission trip in Denver uh, to go to a public school, 
uh, and yeah, he was a, he was in the worship band, and they were going to play worship songs, and then witness, and uh, you know he was there uh, through the, representing the school, and um, it just so happened that um, one of the kids' fathers at that school was a rabbi Jew, um, and so he connects up with Joshua. Uh, and Joshua, you know, starts to ask some questions and, you know, hey, would you like to know about, uh, and he said, I know you know about the Messiah. Do you think Jesus is Messiah? You know, no. Uh, well, could I, could I at least help you understand that a little bit if you'd have a heart? He said, yeah, I'd like to, like to have, talk about it. So he's talking about it. And so uh, Joshua, <laughs> he calls me and says, uh, what do I say? <laughs> Uh, and I said, well, ask him if he believes the Old Testament. He'll say yes. Only use the Old Testament. Uh, and I said, here's verses. And just have him read the verses. And then say, do you understand what that means? Um, and just let the Holy Spirit guide you into just the truth of the word. And you'll have to react to that. Um, okay. 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 I got it. You know, so he does. So, you know, he starts taking through scripture and he gets, and one of them is Isaiah 53 uh, that talks about the death of Jesus and why he did it. Um, and so he says, here, read, read Isaiah 53. <laughs> and the rabbi says, we don't read that. Uh, he said, what do, you, what do you mean you don't read that? He said, well, you know, our, the, the, uh, uh, the, the Jews that go to t uh, temple, synagogue, synagogue, uh, we go through the Bible in a year. We go through the Old Testament. Uh, we skip this verse. Uh, well, he said, "Why?" He said, "Well, because it presents complications about our view of our view of the Messiah." And and he says, "Well, then, I thought you said you believe in the whole all, all Old Testament." Yeah, he said, "Well, don't you think you should read that?" You know, and and so he said, "Okay, I'll go read it." You know, and. And he reads it, you know, he said, yeah, that's kind of complicated. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it does mean, you know, Jesus is the Messiah, you know. And so uh, uh, as we look at that, and this is interesting, Lynn and I have experienced this in Israel. We, we've led tours there. And, um, you know, even 10, 10 eight years ago, uh, we would have, uh, you know, I'd be leading the Bible tour. Sometimes we'd have a Messianic Jew do a piece of it, but we'd hire a Jew that just, gave us history of Israel. Um, and they would tell us, you know, with the, and they do this for Christian groups. So they said, look, we know you're a Christian group. Do not talk to us about Jesus. You can talk to your group about Jesus, but don't talk to me about Jesus because I don't believe in him as, as Messiah. And we would honor that. Um, um, well, in the last four or five years when we went over, and this was universal, the tour guides all said, you know, maybe Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, and they're starting to, and, and part of it is because of, uh, you know, what Netanyahu did uh, to um, bring Christianity into the nation. And uh, Daystar airs 24-7 on all the cable. And, and there's a lot of Christian activity there and the neat thing is, and I've, I'm associated with, with much of it, they really have received the beauty 
of wisdom from God, and that is do not cram it down anybody's throat, um, but rather just invite them to the truth. Uh, invite them to the word, particularly the Old Testament, like I told Joshua, is, you know, let the word speak on itself. And there's so many beautiful uh, statements about Jesus and Bethlehem and being born and unto us the son is given. And, you know, there's there's such things that there's starting to be a receptivity to it. So when we talk about the end, um, the Jews of Israel, in Israel, become the evangelist for for the life of God and they receive then Jesus as their Lord and Savior, recognize he is the Messiah uh, and they go from their law-driven, uh, particularly thinking of uh, how they function and only Old, Te- Old Testament, they'll be recipients of the New Testament. And uh, we get to experience, and I've, I've been exposed to, a lot of what we call Messianic Jews who basically worked through that. And they were, they were, you know, they, they grew up and were taught Old Testament, you know, Messiah is still yet to come. Jesus is not the Messiah. But they got exposed to truth and they became believers in Christ uh, because they understood it. And now, of course, they're, they're evangelizing other Jews and they've learned how to do it well. Uh, correct yeah No, no, uh, they won't. It, there's no uh, discussion in scripture that they go in that direction. Um, what happens is that um, in the first three and a half years of the tribulation, um, you know, the uh, Israel, uh, you know, because it's the center of attention, in the Middle East and all that's happening in the Middle East and everything everything is flowing from there. Uh, they are independent. Um, there is this combination of uh, what we'd call anti-Semitism and that Israel is is to be, you know, destroyed and there'll still be that, that, that involvement. Now think again what's behind that is, uh, it's, remember, it's spiritual, it's Satan who is manipulating the world to attempt to, to attempt to eliminate Israel per se, because he knows that they're going to become the banner and he's got to get rid of them. Um, which does imply, by the way, as we, and as we talk about this, uh, that, um, either through destruction or rapture that the, the Holy spirit and those that are following the Holy Spirit are removed, um, and it only leaves only leaves Israel. So that as we enter into the tribulation, um, 
there is a um, some kind of a peace arrangement uh, that everybody isn't fighting anybody at the time. It says, hey, we're all going to build, we're going to solve the problem so that, you know, think of and, and think of, you know, we tend to think politically uh, the one world government is going to be set up because of economics. Um, it's going to be a worldwide economic collapse. The one world government comes through with a solution. Uh, by the way, Israel's impacted by that and so is everybody else. Uh, they come through with an economic solution that the world willingly embraces and surrenders our, our individual nation sovereignty to the one world government. Um, and now you can rule and, and you have rules that will follow. Uh, and it would be, again, uh, because we've seen certain things, that's why you and I are spending you know some time on this every week. And that is that there are certain things that have happened that imply at least we can understand now how it's possible. Uh, and since we've seen it work in a certain way, we could think maybe this is now headed toward this. Uh, and and we, we, we talk about you know two fundamental things. One, uh, we know that in order to the, uh, for the end to come, Israel had to come back as a nation. Well, they did, they have. Uh, and Jesus said, the generation that sees them come back as a nation is going to see the end. Well, they're back, and, and we're in that generation, so it could be our generation or certainly our children's uh, that the time has come. So that's one. Two is that uh, the one world government is set up willingly uh, by people receiving it, not by force. So all the other attempts, like when people were in World War II with Hitler, a lot of the Christian community looked at Hitler as the Antichrist. Uh, now he had the, we had the characteristics of Antichrist. Because why? Well, he, he was trying to eliminate the Jews. I mean, purposely. I'm, I'm trying to eliminate them all. Uh, and... Uh, follow that up with Christians, you know. So um, people thought, well, he's the Antichrist. But the one flaw in that whole thing was he was trying to do it by force. Um, and all of the attempts at domination, and you can even go back to Rome and Greece uh, and and even the Muslims and, the, you know, in the uh, attempt to... Uh, you know, have worldwide domination, which they never got to, is always by force. Well, when the tribulation comes and the one world government is set up, it's not by force, it's by willing acceptance of a solution, which is economic. Of course, it'll have political uh, implications, but it's actually driven by economics, you know, willingly. And so we've seen that. We actually saw it happen. Uh, in, uh, you know, uh, with COVID, uh, the one world government actually functioned by the World Health Organization and all of the health organizations who said worldwide, everybody has to wear masks, six, you know, social distance, you can't go to work. Um, they set the rules and the world willingly accepted it. Um, and, 
that said, oh my gosh, there, there's how it works, is something happens, it causes people to be afraid or to be uh, concerned, and I need a solution. Well, the solution is offered this way, and the world will only acceptance. Yeah, so uh, when, the, when Israel is uh, part of that, uh, that you know, they're impacted by it, uh, they don't see Antichrist as Messiah. Um, and, and again, um, let's, let's talk briefly about that. Um, the tribulation, and it's described in Revelation, described by Daniel as the beast. Uh, the beast has ten horns, um, and we've people have always interpreted that as ten nations and government heads of those ten nations. Well, as things are developing, um, and this is an interesting economic fact, by the way, um, it's actually not the nations; it's corporations. Uh, the power is in the corporations. Now, here, here's a really interesting fact of uh, the last quarter. Um, the Dow Jones is an indicator of economic, you know, stock values. Um, there's, <laughs> there's 10 corporations that have thrived and excelled in value and in and accumulating cash. Almost everybody else is declining uh, uh, and in stock value and in cash accumulation so that uh, the corporate, corporate world of these international corporations, and we're talking about Amazon and Google and Apple and Microsoft and uh, yeah, uh, and uh, they are, uh, you know, gaining in uh, value uh, and in cash accumulation. Uh, and it's just an indicator that, you know, as we're trying to get insight is to start thinking of this differently, that it's going to be some kind of a corporate structure driven by the central banking system that will set up the one world government. They'll solve the problem. Uh, you know, debt relief and, you know, income and provision and all these things will happen and it'll be willingly. Well, well Israel uh, will, you know, be in essence uh, participating at some level, you know, in that uh, as it starts. Okay, during, it starts as a system um, and these 10 uh, heads well, see, the Antichrist, and this is very clearly spelled out in both Revelation and Daniel, um, isn't the head of the beast when it starts. Um, he, he is just a participant, not even one of the 10. He's a, would say, he's a level below that. Uh, so he's there. Uh, he's, he's reporting to one of the heads of the 10. And within uh, a fairly short period of time, he rises up and becomes uh, a head and takes out three of them as, as leaders. And now it's seven, and he's one of the seven. Uh, 
and he and he stepped into being one of the seven, and he's the one that orchestrated getting rid of the three. Uh, and remember, remember, it's not by force. It's all by some clever way that everybody says, oh, that's good, it's good. Okay, then he goes from seven to five to three to two and then him. And the Antichrist rises uh, during that time, the first three, three and a half years. Uh, and it probably is pretty quick, pretty quick meaning probably the first year or so uh, he rises into that position. Okay, now think <laughs> uh, and, and look at scripture and look at the truth of it. Um, why is he called Antichrist? Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. Um, he's against Christianity. He's against the true Christianity um, and the Jews specifically, so that during that first three and a half years, he orchestrates a persecution. And we'll, and we'll read this as we get you know into these scriptures uh, in the next weeks, uh, the rapture. Um, he begins to persecute Christians and specifically Jews and Israel. So they go from, eh, we have kind of a peaceful existence with the beast to, uh-oh, uh, he's coming after, he, he's coming after us and we're going to protect ourselves, which by the way, with the current war, uh, as demonstrated by the current war with Hamas, um, Hamas attacked them and, he, and they did it in, in such a dramatic way that they've never done before. You know, they've, they've always, yeah, they've lobbed missiles and yeah, there's been attacks, but they never had a, a barrage to, to try to really take back over Gaza and hurt Israel and then had a grounded invasion where they, they went into places like a music uh, concert and killed people and then captured, captured people. Uh, and, and they attacked Israel. Okay, well, Israel said, uh, okay, that's it. We're coming after you. Uh, we're not going to allow this anymore. We're protecting ourselves. You attacked us. So we're protecting ourselves and we're going after you. Uh, and so they did. Um, and, um, and they then went after uh, the Hamas in such a way that they were completely defeating them and drove them uh, into hiding, which by the way, they have ton tunnels all over Gaza and under hospitals and schools and all these places that they're discovering. And they had the hostages. Uh, they attack, 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 Israel attacks um, and, and is, is successful. Uh, they don't get all the hostages back. And they said, okay, let's do a hostage exchange uh, through um, a ceasefire. And they said, okay. Um, and they released a bunch of hostages, not all of them. There were like 250. And, and by the way, they've gotten about a hundred and half of them back, 125. Um, they still have 125 hostages if they're still living. Uh, and they were slow walking it. And Israel said, look, we're not going to wait any longer. We're, we're coming in, you know, and so they, they did. And they've been overwhelmingly, and their goal, stated goal, is to destroy Hamas 
and take over Gaza again for Israel, and they're succeeding. Uh, and they're so powerful, and they've driven Hamas so deep underground that there's now discussion, again, of a second ceasefire. And that is, okay, look, I tell you what, one of you guys quit doing this to us, and we'll release the rest of the hostages. Um, and so they're talking about that right now. They're actually in Egypt. You know, we're, we're taping this in uh, right before Christmas. It's going to you know, air afterwards. But they're all in Egypt right now talking about that uh, to see if they could do a ceasefire. Now, Israel isn't going to stop with, okay, fine, you can go back to normal. It'll be give us the hostages, and then you're going to have to, if you, want, if you don't want us to come after you any deeper, you're going to have to give up all your arms and supplies and stop doing this nonsense. And if they, if they don't, they're going to keep going. And of course, we've talked about, uh, you know, how come Hezbollah from the north and Iran hasn't stepped in? And again, we talked last time about the fact that Hamas is Sunni um, and not Shiite. The rest of them are all Shiite. So they, in a way, I think they kind of uh, uh, gave them up. Uh, and said, well, that gets rid of them. Um, yeah, even though they join us in radicalism, they're not us. Uh, so, okay, we're not going to cause the war to fight any further. But uh, what happens during the first part of the tribulation is the Antichrist actually goes to war against Israel. Uh, but they're not successful. Uh, again, um, but... He established himself ultimately, and they call the abomination of desolation in mid-trib is I am God. And he's in Israel and states that. Um, and it appears he's, he's up on the Temple Mount where the mosque is and says, I am God. And I now, I now want everybody to worship me as God. And by the way, it's worldwide. And remember, associated with him is called the false prophet. The false prophet is a believer representing the Christian community and to validate he, he actually is God and we are to worship him. And the Christian, a lot of the Christian world falls for it. And this is one of the reasons why we talk about the rapture is that, well, we know one thing is that there's a false prophet who claims he's believer and there are believers that follow it, which means believers are still around. Um, so it's an interesting, well, are you, are you so sure that everybody's gone <laughs> uh, because of it? You know, so um, the one thing in your question was about, you know, does, does Israel get deceived by the Antichrist as the Messiah? Uh, absolutely not. Actually, during that, that uh, I think prior to the tribulation and then during the tribulation, they actually realized Jesus is the Messiah. Um, and it somehow it drives them even further and quicker to that conclusion. And then they, then they recognize, wait a minute, this Antichrist is actually Antichrist. <laughs> and we're now representing Christ and he's against us. You know, and we're part of it. And it all starts to you know, come together for them. Uh, and they become the representatives of, G of Christ and God protects them, brings his wrath, the battle of Armageddon, and then the millennium starts. And millennium starts with the Jews who are now believers in Christ 
and they, with physically Christ and us back, uh, they start repopulating the earth and they, they establish uh, a basically a theocracy with Christ ruling on earth with Israel and everybody becomes uh, fundamentally believers because it's really easy to become a believer during the millennium. And remember, Satan is tied up. So the activity of the demonic doesn't exist. We still, we, yeah, yeah, we still, we still are, uh, you know, have to, people born have to become believers because they're, they're still of a sin nature. There's still self-centeredness and we're still living in a world of entropy. So it's not that that's all been resolved. It's only, it's only resolved at the very end when he recreates it all. So, um, uh, you know, as we, as we think about this, uh, and the importance of it, which we're going to keep getting into then the rapture, which has, you know, and keep your questions fresh. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does Israel relate to that? What about believers? Um, and all we're going to do is get in the word of God and look at what it says. And what we urge everybody is, is take it afresh and don't have any presumption about what you've been told about the rapture is let's just look at it afresh and see what the word has to say and and receive when it says something we got to say huh that's that's interesting and does that mean uh and he and he writes it purposely where we can't lock it down that's what we're going to try to say and so uh, we urge everybody to uh, enjoy your New Year celebration. Uh, 2024 is going to be one heck of a year. Uh, Israel's right in the center of it right now. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, what does it look like and where, how do we relate to the rapture of it? And, and if we aren't going to be raptured, what does that mean to us? Uh, and since it's not uh, certain, we have to at least consider it as opposed to d dismiss it. And that, that's what we're going to try to do. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for, uh, you know, Kathy's great question and helping us kind of put it all together still of what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Uh, we see it happening. We could see how it could be uh, even this next year. Uh, probably not, but uh, you are helping us understand to be ready to start looking, keep looking, um, not put our own timeline on it, but rather follow you. But we do have questions that we want to understand about preparation and about uh, what happens if, and what does that mean to us? And so we just pray that we will, we'll have great joy. We know, uh, despite it all, the covenant still exists. You're going to bless us to make us a blessing. The world's going to get tougher in 2024, but we just pray that we'll, uh, walk with you and expect, uh, a grand life that we still can live because of it. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Have a happy new year. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.